On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and this is episode 109. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, And so this is part of my 30 and 30 podcast episodes that I'm recording. And so you don't have to listen to just me talking all the time. I'm having some incredible guests come on. And so today we have Anita Kumari. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Amazing. Um, So welcome. I mean, Anita is a coach and a whole bunch of other things. And I'm just going to let her. um, So she comes from Happiness Factors. And I'm going to let her kind of do her own little intro and tell us about herself and her business. And then we're just going to have a chat as per usual. So welcome to the show, Anita. Thank you so much, Kara. And I'm honored to be invited to be your guest on your podcast. And I wanted to tell a little bit about myself and Happiness Factors. And Happiness Factors is building an emotional wellness ecosystem and coaching is part of that. So you're absolutely right. So apart from being a coach, I'm also creating the software version of happiness and emotional wellness. We also have a book, which uh, we won awards for last year, Find Your Happy. It's on Mm. Amazon. And we also do lots of webinars, seminars, and uh, keynotes at different high-tech companies. I'm in the Bay Area, so high-tech is my forte. And my background was working in corporate as an executive with Google, Applied Materials, and some other high-tech companies managing multiple countries for them and throughout my career I have noticed that these engineers and the people who work so hard like day in and day out without any work-life balance they are some of the most stressed out people some of the most unhappy people and some of them even get clinically depressed or have some other mental issue and even might be suicidal so that was my call to action to leave my a job uh, and open happiness factors three years ago and being a startup it's been a lovely but long journey and uh, lots of risks and lots of challenges but thankfully we have been able to overcome them pretty well so much so that uh, i ended up winning the woman of influence last year amazing congratulations Thank you. And already we have been featured in multiple media and um, news outlets, including NBC, Fox, ABC, uh, San Jose Mercury News, and um, India Post, and some of the others. And I would say the reason right now it's getting traction is because of COVID, everyone is thinking about mm-hmm. emotional wellness, even though the people who might not have thought about it at all before. Yep. So when I started the company, leaving my job three years ago, everyone used to tell me, oh, who is going to pay for happiness? Now people say you are at the right place, right time. So that was kind of amazing. And uh, doing work for the community, I have also been recognized as a community hero locally in the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. uh, because I always love to give back. And I speak at lots of chambers of commerce and uh, high schools. And because teenagers are some of the people I feel who need the happiness the most. And uh, they don't realize the importance of emotional wellness. And currently, I would say like my software version for my app on happiness is scheduled to release within a couple of months. Actually, it was supposed to release last month, but uh, they still are testing it so that once it's there, then there is no glitch in the system. 
And also, uh, as far as uh, feminine and masculine energy is concerned, I think my first intro to that was in one of my Tony Robbins courses in 2012. And like many people in the Tony Robbins group, once you start doing one course, you keep on doing it. It's true. Right I have done all the Mastery University. I have done the Business Mastery. I have crewed multiple Date with Destinies as well as UPWs. I'm trying, I have also applied to crew the Business Mastery this time. Nice. Busy, busy. I'm I'm crewing UPW on Monday. We're starting and that will be my 10th crewing and my 18th event. Awesome. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's addicting, right? Like when you're yeah. the, the, and that's, that's, what, so let's talk a little bit about the service because you gave me a beautiful resume and it's very impressive, but that's all the masculine energy and you know that. Yes. So I, I don't know, care about all that shit. My bangles. <laughs> I don't care about that shit. I want to know like, what's the juicy part here. Okay. Um, no, I'm teasing, but, but that's, that's what we do, right. Is as women, we give the resume and it's like, this is where we put so much of our emphasis and then we Uh lose sight of the feminine goddess in us and talk. So talk a little bit about your journey coming into realizing that because, you know, it's an, it's never mind the pandemic. It's an epidemic of women walking around with this masculine alpha energy yeah. and all that happens is that we butt heads with men and women yes. through this type of energy. And I know like if you've been to multiple date with destinies, I've talked about it a lot today. Actually, I've recorded a bunch of podcasts <laughs> with a bunch of people who are in our community. And, you know, we, I talked about the dancing, right. The, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the day four, when we do the dancing and the men mm-hmm. do the freedom exercise. Yeah. And I, I can say as a woman who was in her masculine, that, that was really the the second where I understood it in my body was uh-huh. that exercise. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your journey into really figuring this out because you're an accomplished woman, obviously, but there's no, you can't be only that side of things. There has to be balance. So talk a little bit about your experience and in, in maybe some time where you were too far in your masculine and yeah. then where you caught it and came back to your feminine. Sure. But before I go into that, I also wanted to give a background of how I had to come into my masculine. Mm-hmm. So for that, I was like, I would say 200% into my feminine. Mm. So I used to be with someone who was very abusive. Okay. And he was trying to kill me. And I was so much in my feminine. I had to take his input on everything I did. Right. Whatever he said was like uh, supposed to be done. And I didn't right. feel good enough to even and leave. So I was that much into fem- my feminine, right? Well, that, so sorry. I just want to put it out there for ladies that are listening. That, that what she's describing is toxic feminine because yes. it, the true authentic feminine divine wouldn't tolerate that. But again, we're conditioned to take the bullshit of a man, but that is still toxic feminine. Okay. Sorry, carry on. I just wanted to make that clear. That was the victim toxic feminine that I'm not good enough. And uh, I'll I'll better be off dead than be alive kind of thing. And uh, so, and so much so that uh, I stopped smiling. I stopped laughing. I uh, was sent to a therapist by my and unfortunately I didn't one I didn't have exposure to Tony Robbins at that time so uh, I was sent to a therapist who told me to leave while I still could in one piece wow it was a little I mean really so bad that I didn't even couldn't even find a place for myself to like stay so my friend had to find the apartment to for me to stay or even to like uh, okay I'll have to buy my furniture I just left with a few clothes and a few shoes and that's about it and I would say like uh, so because 
because I was that much into feminine, even after I left, he convinced me that I was the one at fault because I had left. So mm. he pretty much made me sign the power of attorney to keep all the money and the house and everything. Holy anyway. smokes. Yeah. Wow. That was a good learning experience for me. Very good learning. I was, wouldn't be the strong woman, I think, without right. that experience, that terrible, the someone like I loved and I trusted 100%, right? And then, and also because I would say the reason I was that way, because I'm from India, I grew up in India. I never, I, so my mom was a total feminine woman, very mm. quiet strength. So I just was following that, I would right. say that role without realizing that in the US it's totally different, right? Right. And uh, I didn't have an individuality at that time at all. Like everything, what he did, I was just his shadow kind of thing. And then I would say like, um, after I left and then um, I had uh, the, I had to find a job, I had to take control of things, I had to drive on the freeways, go to the grocery mm-hmm. store on my own, do everything pretty much on my own, right? So it was a long journey for me to, I think, come into my masculine. Mm. And so much so that, of course, right now I have my startup and I have uh, in the startup because I'm the one managing. I have to be in the masculine. Right. So I go too much into my feminine. No one is going to listen to me. That's right. <laughs> and they won't do it. So so I would say like, uh, so I have to, and I got at the, I would say at one point I got so much into my masculine. I thought, okay, I don't need anyone. I'm oh, yeah. I can pretty much handle the, conquer the world or handle everything. And I would say like, uh, that also is not good. And uh, that, uh, I, again, in one of the Date with Destinies, which I did in 2014, which was my second one. And that one I was crewing in Boca Raton Resort in mm-hmm. Florida. And that's when I think I realized, I met a few people and that made me realize that, okay, no, I do want to not always be this masculine woman who has to get things done all the time, right. every time, right? And uh, I need, it would be uh, like good to have someone to take care of you or someone to love you, right? Mm-hmm. And not all guys are the same, pretty much. Like in Tony Robbins, always you go uh, from layers and layers of your um, uh, deepest emotions to get the hurt out, right? And I also got myself trained in NLP, hypnotherapy, energy healing, and Vedic teachings, meditation, yoga, a lot of things, right? So I would say like, so I realized that. And your question was, you wanted to me to find a... How did you get to, how did you get to the journey? Thank you for sharing that though. First of all, I just want to acknowledge you. Like, Thank you. it's hard to share those things. And it's interesting because when we share trauma like that, yeah. And and I would say you because you you obviously have the mature masculine energy perfectly like it's very balanced, and in the mature masculine we tell our stories like you yeah. you know I, I don't know you know it's my hallucination but like yeah. you just you just recited the story, and mm-hmm. that's a very high achiever way to share because I come from an abusive childhood and so in my masculine I always told the story but I never healed the story. Because yeah. I was busy just telling and people would say, oh my God, you're so strong. And how did yeah. you get through that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> because I never connected. Yeah. I just told the story. So I, I think it's important to just acknowledge that you shared that with us. So Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you. Um, but when you think about like, so how did you end up getting to the first Tony Robbins event? Like what was the, that moment where you were like, I need to do this or, and I mean, this isn't a Tony Robbins show, but whatever, let's talk about yeah. Tony Robbins events. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like when that, when was that moment for you where you were like, I really need to like figure this out because I'm too far in the masculine now and I need yeah. help here. So I, I won't say that I went to the Tony event just to, uh, that I realized that right. I was in masculine. I was just uh, actually, I threw myself into self-development and uh, totally. So I started with Landmark, did Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. training. And at Dale Carnegie training, I met someone uh, who 
said, oh, if we buy two tickets of UPW together, we get a big good deal. Do you want to go? And at that time, I didn't know who was Tony Robbins from anyone else, right? So I would say that's how I landed up. I'm glad I did. But I'll, the reason I went into self-development was because I was hurting a lot. Mm. I, my heart felt like stone. I didn't mm. feel anything. I was just going like, a, I would say, uh, on autopilot. And like uh, doing everything I was supposed to do, getting up, getting ready, going to work, coming home, cooking, uh, eating or whatever, right? Uh, going to the gym and doing everything. But the thing is, as soon as someone, any guy would try to approach me or uh, I would like just freeze yeah. and run away. It was that bad. And that's when I also started taking salsa classes because in salsa, you have to dance close to another guy. So I wanted to get over my fear of being touched by another guy in a safe environment. And of course, that helped me. I love Sandra's also right now. But I would say like that was the time I started um, uh, all the self-development, including Tony Robbins and lots of other uh, self-development as well. And started meditating every day, started. Mm -hmm. And I was my therapist was trying to put me on antidepressant. I know the side effects. I don't like taking medicine. So I refused that. And I started, I'm glad that you did. Yeah. And so I started every day with a kickboxing or a Zumba class and um, and uh, went into self-development with Tony Robbins, with Dale Carnegie, started reading lots of books, Brian Tracy, Success mm-hmm. is the Journey. And then I had some few professors from my MBA school that time. I was also doing my MBA. So they also helped me a lot. And uh, they were referring me to like this book, that book. And I would say, so overall, it was a journey of a combination of things. But I would say I thought after a few courses, like I was healed, even after like I did the first Tony Robbins first date. With what Destiny. was your fir- your first event date with Destiny? No, first was UPW, okay. and that's where I bought the Master University. What um when did you? What was your first one? What year? 2012. 2012. 2012. That time it was UPW was less than two thousand people. Even that like, close, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that's 10 years ago. So, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. It was, and also at like, that time there was a recession. So, not many people right. buy tickets to go. So, even in UPW, we got to go on the stage and dance with Tony, even though we were just participants. Right. Oh, that's so cool. So, it was very small that time. Yeah. And then, when did you do your first date with Destiny? Uh, I think year? that first, uh, yeah, same year in December. That time it was in um, California. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, Palm Beach or Palm Desert or uh, whatever it's called, like something with palm. So it was in there, Southern California. Okay, yeah, because there's one, um, like the one now is West Palm Beach, Florida. No, that's Florida. It oh, okay. was before Tony moved to Florida. Right, yeah. So he did them in California. Yeah. yeah. So when you started your business, were you, I mean, what was the catalyst there? Like, I mean, I know you saw the need, but were you, is there, like, is it, I mean, it sounds mission driven for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's, I talk a lot about that with my, with my own coaching practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just actually did the the Facebook live challenge. I think that you saw um, around the why, because if you don't, and I think business women in particular, we get caught up in, um, in our heads, right? We start these businesses in our heads because it makes sense and it's going to make money, but you go a year in or maybe not even, and you hate it because it's not mission driven and it's not connected to the heart. And you know, and the interesting thing is Tony was a really different, I think a really different person in 2012. He's, he's a lot softer. He's way more spiritual now. Like that comes with age for a man. Um, But when you think, yes. Oh God, he's amazing. When I see Sadhguru on his motorcycle, I'm like hysterical. It's so funny. He just loves that damn thing. It's so cute. Um, But talk a little bit about, you know, 
for the listeners to dis- really f- decide or distinguish between starting your business in your head versus running your business in your heart. Like that's, that's what I teach the head to heart method, but I'd love to hear your take on yeah. the difference. Like how, when we're in our hearts, our companies are way more successful. Like that's just that's how so it is. So, yeah. so in high tech, I was, because I was a very senior executive, like partnering with the CEOs of fortune hundred companies. So I get paid pretty well when I'm in high tech, right? I would say like uh, 200K plus, plus the bonus and the options. Mm-hmm. So it's a good package for me. So it was a very big risk for me to decide to not make any money and uh, like start my company. But the reason I wanted to do that, I would tell you, because two of my engineers in the last company I worked for committed suicide. And um, also throughout the career, I have seen there's so much issues going on and people get like anger issues. People don't feel good enough, Mm. even though they might never go to a therapist. And also another thing I've noticed among these people is that they will never make a time for a four-day Tony seminar because they are running from one meeting to another, from one deadline to another, from one deliverable to another. So if they get an hour extra, they will go and um, spend with the family, right? So that's the reason I wanted to create something which is very, very easily accessible. And that's why the software part too, the app part, which is everyone has a phone, they can use it, right? Mm -hmm. So pretty much. And my why was also, I would say like, even in my situation and in most of my friends' situation, whenever they have a psychological issue, first of all, most of the time it's very complicated, very fragmented, and people don't know what to do, where to go. Like who's like even yes. as far as coaching is concerned, right? Some are really good coaches, mm-hmm. but there then there are some people who will do a Udemy course and call them oh. coach, right? And so Sister, those- let <laughs> me tell. Oh, it hurts my soul when I see that. I'm like, you're yeah. 23. You've not even lived yet. What are you talking about? You're a life coach. What? Yeah. 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 So, I took so the I'm, course, but I'm good yeah, now. No, yeah. you're not. So I would, yeah. So I would say like, uh, and also like, even when I was doing a Dale Carnegie training, like mm-hmm. I got the toughest people no one wanted to coach and I ended up winning the coaching award of the year because I was able to transform them but that much but I wasn't confident that time right right and then uh, I would say like I opened my company one year before I even started working for it because initially I thought like everyone else thinks okay I can do it on the side right full time but my day started at seven in the morning with my calls from Israel my day ended at in the I was at 10 or 11 at night with my calls from Asia in the day it was the US part right so having multiple countries under you even though it's like I would say it's a good position to be in but it takes a lot of time and effort from you so I right. didn't do anything for it so so but my why was so strong and especially I think these uh, hearing about these two suicides was maybe the catalyst mm-hmm. and also I would say when I was going through that stuff as soon as I was sent to my PCP referred me to a therapist and she was trying to put me on antidepressant I had a real life situation going on just copying the symptoms wouldn't help right getting right. out helped so I would say like uh, I have seen that whenever you go for a psychological problem they try to put you in medication yep so my company i say that we combine the holistic we are the bridge between your mental health issue and the holistic best of the east and the west so i combine hypnotherapy neurolinguistic programming energy healing mental emotional release vedic teachings sanatan dharma meditation and yoga and create one of a kind solution mm. and we focus on the subconscious mind yeah. and i would say like so we try to um 
of course, the, uh, like provide solutions which will be very long term, very effective, and will have no side effects. So another tagline we use is we help you not just make you happy, but help, uh, sustain happiness without drugs, alcohol, or marijuana. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. I love it. And it's true because like, I mean, because we're in the community that we're in, we see what it looks like when you can overcome a lot of this, right? Like, you know, the very few people you'll hear in the Tony Robbins community or any personal development community will, very few of them will say, go and get drugs from your doctor. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't happen because depression, like, you know, I mean, the stats are there. There's very, the, the amount of actually clinically depressed people is this much compared to what they want you to believe. People yes. say, you know, in, in NLP, I'm, I'm trained in NLP as well. And clients will say, I have anxiety. I'm like, no, you don't. You experience anxiety, yeah. but you don't have it. And as yeah. soon as you say you have it, it's like something sitting on top of your shoulder that you really have to fight with every day. But even with my children, I have four daughters and I say, you don't like, one of them, you know, there, there, three of them are adults now, but I'll say like, you don't have depression. It's not something you have, you feel, yeah. you might experience it, but let's see if we can't reframe that and turn that around and, you know, look for, and, and it's, sometimes it's really simple. Like I get there too. I'm like, you know, it's winter in Toronto. It's cold. I would love the green to come back. I just have to do a reframe because th- so those cool. are my only choices. Yeah. Like what it, my choice is either to be bitchy and unhappy or make a choice to find some gratitude and, and find the beauty in the situation. That is the only person who can do that is yours truly. You know, no one else can do that for me. So I love, yeah. I love what you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you. And also I would like to add that because you've mentioned reframing. So I remembered the incident with Chloe Madanis, which who is, mm-hmm. does the coaching practice for Tony, right? She yep. does the background for the back breakthrough. So I have, uh, I also got trained by her. And uh, so I was, uh, uh, I was on stage with her, like as a, like they call the volunteers on stage, right? Mm-hmm. So I was saying, yeah, like I was talking about uh, this, uh, like how I stayed for so long when I shouldn't have, like I could have right. easily gotten killed, right? Yeah. But, uh, because every time like I was uh, thinking, okay, it's my fault or I was reframing. And that's what she said. She used to say, oh, this is the best example of reframing, but right. you should not go to this expense. But the opposite. We don't want that effect. We want the yeah. opposite effect. Yeah. And also like you mentioned this anxiety or any thing if we see most of the time when they go even for to see a real therapist and got put on medication that only curbs the symptoms it doesn't yeah. really handle the root cause right no. so if you don't handle the root cause it's it's not going to go away no and a lot of times it's food it's yeah. um where you are in your cycle as a woman um like those things and, and i always say you know because like add for example i personally i have a really big issue with people getting diagnosed, kids getting diagnosed with this. Yeah. Like you, you put them on Ritalin and then that's the end of the conversation and you're, yeah. you're squashing their, their creative genius. Like that's really what's happening. But like, I always say, you know, I've, when, when we could be in the schools with our kids, which we can't right now because of COVID, I was a volunteer for years at the same school with my kids. My, my oldest is 24 now. And she, um, she started when she was eight at that school. So I've been volunteering there for a long time. And when I, my favorite thing to do is to read with the kids who are having trouble and honestly, Nita, I would look at their lunch mm-hmm. over and over and over again. It was full of garbage. 
And you look at this poor child who someone's saying they have ADD, but they don't look at the Oreos they're eating for lunch. They don't look at the Kool-Aid jammers they're drinking for their drinks. They have no water. Their sleep is crap. They're on their phones all the time, blah, 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 blah. So I love that, you know, it is, it is just plugging the hole of the bucket. You're not actually fixing the bucket. That's so true. Like, I think meditation could have helped that kid much more than the med- absolutely, meditation, absolutely. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even in our house, like, you know, my children have been raised in the Tony Robbins environment. So they, they do know how to reframe. They do know how to they do priming. Like they know how to do all these awesome. exercises. But, um, and even my 11 year old will say, mom, I think you might be in your masculine right now. And I'm like, I've created a monster. Oh my gosh. But it's, it's a good grab, right? It's a good, for me, it's a really good reframe. It's a good reminder, but yeah, I think it's so important to be talking about this and not being feeling shameful about it, you know? And, um, and I know there's a lot of great therapists who mean well, they mean well, but they don't have the tools. Right. So I love that. They're trained that way, right? Because the pharma companies control all the, I think uh, the, education of the therapist as well as doctors. So that's what they know. Well, if you go into any doctors, even here in Canada, like if you're in in a doctor's office for any length of time, you're going to see a pharmacy rep or pharmaceutical rep come in at one point, offer a whole bunch of shit, leave their (laughs) drugs and then take off. I mean, that's just, that's where the money is. So I I love that you're saying that. So what's next for you? Tell us kind of what's coming up for 2021 and then tell us, tell everyone how they can find you. Yeah, so I would say I, I'm going to, I'm so excited that my app is going mm-hmm. to be released. I'm also excited, like I started my company alone, like for the first couple of years I was, but now I have a five people team. Amazing. So I'm able to influence people just with my vision for them to work for me without getting paid. Beautiful. <laughs> because, you know, in startups, that's what happens. You get a, yep. a, a stock options and you work because I'm mm-hmm. just spending from my 401k. And uh, so that's, uh, so I'm very looking forward to doing a lot of, um, like uh, helping a lot of people through my app and getting funding and I'm going for VC funding too, so that I can roll out the other apps much quicker Yes, and uh, scale very, very quickly. And also I'm working on my uh, second book and I'm, I can be reached on social media or on my through my website. So my website is happinessfactorswithas.com. Okay, beautiful. www.happinessfactorswithas.com. And on uh, Instagram, we are Happiness Factors. On Facebook group, we are Happiness Factors. On Twitter, we could not get Happiness Factors, so we are Happiness Faster. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel called Happiness Factor on YouTube as well. And also on Tumblr. And I would love to have everyone on my newsletter, which we send out every week or every other week. And we have lots of tips, not just for mental health, but we also have a healthy recipe, which is Mm. tried and tested in the Happiness Factors kitchen. And then we have lots we host a meditation session every other week. And it's available on Eventbrite as well as through our newsletter and our social media channels. And also... Anyone who is passionate about mental health or emotional wellness, I would love to hear from them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And it was a beautiful conversation. And I, I mean, the work that you're doing obviously is very important, especially right now. There's a lot of people suffering. So um, I'm excited to see the app. So make sure you let us know when that comes out and um, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I appreciate right. it. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.